So, been a wild week. Wild week, and we want to talk about all that's transpired. Pending a physical. They always say that, right? And a lot of us out there, we all go, all right, it's a done deal. Yeah. But you this is a lesson. There's nothing better than doing an episode, feeling good about it, coming out of there, feeling like this is this is a good one. This you is know, gold. And then by the time you walk out of the room, it's done. It's dead. Welcome into the lounge. This is take two of this episode. Yeah, the first take of the lounge didn't see the light of day because that there's one. been a lot happening this week. Yeah, that one got buried. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. that episode. Yeah, right? Uh, because if, we, if there's one thing I love, it's it's redoing episodes of the lounge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing better than doing an episode, feeling good about it, coming out of there, feeling like this is this is a good one. This you know, is gold. This is, and then by the time you walk out of the room, it's done. It's dead. <laughs> it's kind of like when I had to retell my jokes to Timmy Jernigan because he didn't hit the record button. Yeah, that was a good time, though. That was At least we got a good story out of that one. <laughs> this one, not so much. So we did tape an episode of the podcast uh, on Thursday. Um, that was when it was reported that the Ravens had agreed to terms with Ryan Grant and John Brown. Um, and then Ryan Grant's physical did not go through, so the Ravens, um, so he didn't sign. So there's always that little caveat, you know, when you agree to terms and everyone thinks it's a done deal. It does say pending the physical, and the physical is important. That's always the thing, like, you know, when we get the word from upstairs. Yeah. This is how things work around here, right? (laughs) Because for all you people on Twitter that tweet at me, what's going on? What's the latest with Ebron? What's the latest with Crabtree? All this stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Ozzy doesn't – I'm not in on the conversations on that, right? I find out when we get an email from upstairs that says, hey, we signed this guy, right? And it's always, it's always, they're very specific, right? They say, agreed to terms or agreed to a a, A deal in principle, a deal in principle, something like that, right? Pending a physical. They always say that, right? And a lot of us out there, we all go, all right, it's a done deal. Yeah. You see Schefter put it out there. Is it done? Well, that's you know a, what I mean. But you this roll your is eyes. a lesson. Yeah, you. I, I do it too. I roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, we get it. A pending a physical. Pending right. a physical. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> just a reminder. Sometimes they don't always pass the physical. So, been a wild week. Wild week, and we want to talk about uh, all that's transpired and hope that by the time this is posted. It's not once again outdated. I know, which it very well, very well might be. I mean, that, that's just the nature of free agency. As soon as you go down one path, especially this week, which has been crazy with the legal tampering. You know, like free agency opens on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but like by the time free agency opened, it felt like free agency was done. You know, mm-hmm. all the deals had pretty much been agreed to, and, and teams had moved in that direction. So that's just the challenge of of free agency. So yeah, there could be new moves that happen by the time that we're done with this. How does it feel to be talking right now and know that this is never going to see the light of day? No, it's going to see the light of day. It's going to see, yeah, it's going to see the light of day. We're putting this one up regardless. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> it, it, there could be 10 signings that happen, but this one's getting right out Right when there. we walk out Yeah, door. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's, let's move to Smokey Brown, the guy who did come. Actually, let's, let's back it up and just talk about like all the big name wide receivers yeah, yeah. and how we've kind of gotten to this point, right? Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what happened, is I think the Ravens wanted to make the proverbial air quote splash. Yep. Right? They were in on Jarvis Landry. They were, they were in on Allen Robinson. They wanted to do that stuff, right? But other teams were able to make a bigger splash, I think, than the Ravens were, mm-hmm. right? And the Ravens, I think, eventually came to the decision of, 
okay, are we gonna push all of our chips into the center for one of these guys? Now, maybe Landry's a kind of a different story. He's a pretty clean player in terms of production, all that injuries, all that stuff. But he also required draft picks. So you're pushing a lot of chips. Right, and the, the, the Ravens were never going to win a bidding war with the Browns for Jarvis right. Landry because the Browns have $100 million in cap space or whatever it is. And they've got a billion draft picks. And they've got all these— they, just, they just kept him at the franchise tag value. Right. Nobody else was talking about keeping Landry at the franchise tag value. The part with Baltimore, it was always that he was going to have to be traded for, then sign a long-term deal. Cleveland's like— we don't care. Yeah, $16 million, That's fine. We got cap space. Exactly. That's no issue. The Ravens so, weren't in that game. Right. They just couldn't be. And there's not many teams that... I mean, the Browns have won one game in two years. And so when you do that, you have a lot more cap space. You have a lot more draft picks. You have higher draft picks. So a, right. a Browns third-round pick is much better than a Ravens third-round pick. Exactly. So... It's 15 picks higher. Yeah. So you're just... You were never going to win that game for Jarvis Landry. Now, the other guys, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, were kind of the next the next two guys. Those were the top tier. Right. But they both of them signed for 16 mil. 16 mil a year. And now, they both maybe had, you could have shuffled that where in year one it wasn't, you know, 16 mil. But to go back to your point, do you push all the chips in exactly. on them? And both of those guys have some question marks. I mean, Alan Robinson's coming off, coming off a lost season because of a torn ACL. Now, plenty of guys have come back and been fine from ACLs. But you don't know. I mean, that's that's yep. certainly, when you, when, you do, when you talk about a, a physical, you know, that's a big question mark. And right. so you'd have to sign up for a lot of guaranteed money, a lot of annual salary for you're not exactly sure. Exactly. And then Sammy Watkins, to me, I never really thought that the Ravens were that that was a fit to me. You know, Watkins has never, in my opinion, really lived up to the potential as the first guy. You know, you look at those twenty fourteen wide receivers in that class, bunch of studs. Watkins was the first off the board and has among the lower production of a lot of those guys um and he's he's just been so injury riddled i mean mm-hmm. it's not alan robinson i almost have i'm almost better with an acl that knocks you out for one year than like every single year you're dealing with some injuries yeah now it's a pattern yeah right so to me the question is how do the ravens get a number one wide receiver because right now as of taping this they don't have it yeah right they still don't have it They've the Ravens have used these band aids with good players, you know. Steve Smith Senior is a good player, could be a Hall of Famer. Right. Same you know? with Anquan Bolden. Same with Anquan Bolden. If they sign Crabtree, Mike Wallace was basically the number one last year. You know, good players or whatever, but all at the tail end or back nines at least of their career. You want to get that stud when he's young. That's what Jarvis Landry offered. That's what Allen Robinson perhaps offered, right? But how do you do it? Because those guys often don't come available, or when they become available, they're either old or have warts like Allen Robinson or Sammy Watkins, right? Or they just go for an exorbitant amount of money. Right. And and maybe the Ravens someday could afford to pay one of those guys if they hit the market, but not right now. Not with Joe Flacco's contract on the books. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening right now. They just, they just can't do it. And uh, so maybe in the year's proceeding you can but the best way to get a number one wide receiver is to draft one that's what all these teams did looking at that 2014 class like i said a bunch of studs the ravens unfortunately didn't get in until the seventh round when they traded back in to get michael campanero 
But you look at it now, and like ten of those guys are getting huge paydays. Yeah, I mean, the, Moncrief uh, is getting a huge payday. Right. I mean, a Paul bunch Richard, of dudes. Paul Richardson got a forty million dollar contract. Right. You saw the huge deal. Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson got a big deal. Uh, Mike Evans obviously was never going to hit the market, but that's kind of the point that we're making here. Right. Is guys like Mike Evans, guys like Odell Beckham, they don't typically come available. You right. just can't go and sign or even trade for often an Odell Beckham. Right. Because those are transcendent players. And so you've got to, and that takes us what the Ravens, you know, they've got Smokey Brown on the roster. Um, again, who knows what else happens in free agency over the course of the next few days. But Or hours. You know, hours, minutes, seconds. Has anything happened yet? I need to check Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but this draft, I think, is going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be important. I, I'd be shocked if the Ravens don't draft a receiver in the first or second round. Shock. Would you, would you just... Just throw your papers up in the air. Just no. Well, I guess it also depends what ends up happening, honestly, in free agency, because that could sort of change like the need. You know, let's just say. No. No. Well, no. in terms of immediacy. No. In terms of immediacy. No. The need doesn't change to me. I don't care if they sign Crabtree and then go back out and get Dez. Yeah. Dez gets cut uh-huh. or whatever. And you get Crabtree, Dez, Smokey Brown. You still should draft a wide receiver in the first two rounds, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, because that's the conversation we're having. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to always be in this situation. You slapping yeah. this Band-Aid on it time and time again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Now the question is, you know, is it Ridley? Do you, do you, is Ridley worth it at 16? Yeah. Uh, do you trade back and get one of those other guys like uh, DJ Moore or uh, Cortland Sutton or Christian Kirk in the late first, early second? You know what's also funny? You know, we, we say all that stuff. Like, we peg him as late first. Early. The Ravens could... Hell, they could take DJ Moore at 16. Mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey last year, I was like, well, Marlon Humphrey, maybe you get him late first, early yeah. second. Yeah. It took him at 16, worked out just fine. Yep. You know, so it's like so funny that people are like, nah, he's not a mid first round pick. It's only like six picks difference to, you know, six picks later, you're in the late first round. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, it, the, what's going to happen in this year's draft is you've got a bunch of, Ravens are in this weird area because at 16, Again, Ridley would probably be the guy there, most likely, if you're going to take one. Now, maybe he's there, maybe he's not. And let's just say he's not. So you address either you reach, quotes, mm-hmm. on a receiver like a DJ Moore, who people say is a late first. Um, or you take Or you take a different position. Offensive tackle seems to be the one, particularly this week because the Ravens released uh, Austin Howard. So mm-hmm. they, didn't pick, they didn't pick up his option. So then you're thinking that maybe tackle is there and then in the second round okay let's get the receiver in the second round well here's what's going to happen you just go ahead and put it on the books oh, yeah. receivers go for premium prices they go for premium prices in the draft they go for premium prices in free agency everybody and, wants them yeah because they're one of the most valuable positions in the game so what what you're going to see happen in this year's draft is all those guys who are sort of in the same ballpark as the late first early second dj moore Cortland sutton christian kirk james washington they're all kind of right in that mix they're just going to start flying. One's going to go. Another's oh. going to go two picks later. Then another's going to go right after that. And the Ravens certainly hope that when that run starts, they're right there. They're right. in the mix. Because if they're not, I would think that that's when they start making they, – they start jumping on the phone and say, we need to get up and get one of these guys. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The last thing you want to see is the run go run off the board, and then you're like, well, now our next cluster of guys is in the third or fourth round. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, it's just – yeah, you don't want to see that happen. So it's, they're in an interesting position because most most pundits have all those receivers, inclu- including Ridley, for some, right 
after the Ravens' first-round pick and before their second-round pick. Yeah. So it's going to be – that's what makes me feel like there's going to be some maneuvering. This yeah, week. you can certainly trade back and get one of those guys to the first, or maybe you trade up in the second. You know, th- that is all going to be, you know, very interesting. What do you think about the moves that the Ravens have made in terms of their own moves in free well, agency? Well, obviously, we can book a Super Bowl trip right now. Why is that? We brought James Hurst back for four years. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> Here true. we go! That's true. The biggest signing of the offseason. Yep. James Hurst. I don't know why we didn't lead the podcast of this. Yeah, that's right. The free agency stuff, or the, the wide receiver stuff, who cares? Who cares? James Hurst, back for four more years. I care a lot about that. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to see it. And, you know, I gotta, I'm brushing my shoulders off. Everybody must be listening to this podcast and listening to me, the smartest guy in the room, yeah. especially right now with just me and you in here. Mm-hmm. Easily, <laughs> and I was told. I told you that Hurst is a good player, and you all were a bunch of haters, and you hated on me. And you know what? The Ravens agree with me. The higher ups <laughs> agree with me, and so did the rest of the league because James Hurst had other offers out there. Mm-hmm. The Ravens weren't the only team that came a knocking. Yeah, right. And that was his his value. So he's he's proven that he can be a starter. Now he got paid like a, a lower end starter. You know. And I think James Hurst is probably in the 20s or right. whatever as a starter. He's not a top five guard in the league yet. He's going to get there. He's yeah. going to make it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, with getting that deal, the expectation, obviously, is that Hurst is going to be in your starting lineup. So how does yeah. the offensive line look next year? So you're going to have James Hurst there. You're going to have Ronnie Stanley there. Yeah. Yonda's back. Yonda's going to be in the starting lineup. Ryan Jensen looks like he's going to be gone. I mean, there He might some... be signed with Tampa Bay by the time you get this podcast. Exactly. So, um, which... As much as it's disappointing to lose a guy like Jensen, because I was really pleased to see how well he played last mm-hmm. year, and just you want to talk about smartest guy in the room, we need to pull back some of those podcasts from last year. At this time, when I was saying, you know, in, in training camp, I'm not worried about center. I like Ryan Jensen. Everybody was all concerned about center. Everybody was it. concerned about center. What are we going to do there? We need to go and sign Nick Mangle. Go get Mangle. I'm like, Ryan Jensen's going to be fine. He's played every position on the offense. Right, so He's going to be fine. Are you saying the same thing about Skura? I'm not saying the same thing yet about Skura. <laughs> I, I, I like Skura. I think that Skura right now is a good backup. At the when Ryan Jensen was in his fourth season last year, um, and he'd played a lot more, you know, in terms of different positions. Now Skura obviously well, started maybe not. That's he true. hadn't really played more at center. He had more. He had filled Jensen had filled in at left guard, so yeah. and maybe a little right guard. Just and, also and played a little well. left tackle too. No. Yes. Not for the Ravens. Yes. No. Yes. When he played a game at left tackle, it was the season that Joe Flacco got hurt. It was late in that year. He played left tackle. Where was my boy Hurst? I don't know. Maybe he was at right. I don't really remember. Maybe it was right tackle, but Jensen that was played tackle for the Ravens. I'm telling you. I'm pulling happened. up that tape. It's happened. I'm telling <laughs> you. Anyway, Skura played pretty well at right guard last year. So, I mean, I think it it, it is kind of a, a case that's similar to Jensen where nobody was really talking about him except, except for you, apparently. Yeah. Yes. Um, and people were really concerned. And then he stepped in and did a good job. Skura could do the same thing. I don't think Skura quite has the... The uh, attitude that Ryan Jensen has. Well, not many guys have the attitude that Ryan yeah, Jensen has. Yeah, he uses the mosquito. Um, so, but I, I think Skura can be fine. And here, I'll tee this one up for you, okay? I think there's another guy that might be, <laughs> be an okay center, too. You know who I think, actually, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. There's a guy who I think would be a good center. That's Alex Lewis. I've been saying this for the last two years, uh-huh. that I think that Alex Lewis could be a good option at center. And that may be the play, because if you draft a tackle in the first round, you put him at right tackle, you put Hurst at left guard, and then you move Alex Lewis from guard to center. I think 
I like a big center. So who's playing right tackle? That's your first round pick. Okay, that's, yeah, first that's your first round pick. Okay. Uh, that's Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame. That's gotcha. Connor Williams. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I like uh, that. Um, that's a big boy offense line right there. Yeah, now I, I don't disagree with you. I like Alex Lewis. I think he has the right mentality for center. You talk about a guy who has a Ryan Jensen like mentality. Yeah. Alex Lewis ain't a guy you want to meet in an alley. No. Out back <laughs> no, behind no. a bar. Yeah. Um, so I like him in that position. I think he'd probably want to add a little bit more weight. I mean, he's just tall and he's he's built more like a tackle guard than he is a center right now. He's not as thick yeah. as like Jensen is. I agree. Need to get a little sand in the trunk, I think was the, the <laughs> phrase that was uh thrown around during the combine. So but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I think he could be good. Didn't his dad play center? His dad played center. I think that he likes – he's a smart guy, I think, who, yeah. which is something that at the center position you need somebody that's a good communicator, a smart guy that can kind of handle and, mm-hmm. and sort of direct things at that spot. So He, he just I, got back from Thailand. Yeah. And I asked him if he took down any elephants while he was out there. Got saw some pictures of him with elephants. He said he did not. They got the better of him. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. He needs to add a little ball. Yeah, he's got to add a little ball because he needs to be able to <laughs> wrestle those elephants out there. Um but I think that he would be a good option there. I, I just, oh, but he could also play right tackle too. That could be your option. And I don't think Skura is a bad option. I don't. Skura, I thought was like one of the uh, kind of under the radar impressive storylines yeah. from last year. And they could draft a center. Yeah, they sure. could they get could one in the mid center yeah. in the mid rounds, and he competes with Skura and may the best man win. That yep. that could certainly be the case. Yep. Yep. Um, the, in terms of the other moves that happened, the Ravens parted ways with Jeremy Macklin. I don't think that was any real surprise. The Ravens made it clear that they wanted to change the receiver group. And so cutting Macklin saved the most money of the moves that you can make this offseason. Yeah. Um, and, and it just Woodhead. wanted to change. And then Woodhead. Woodhead saved a little bit of money. That one, you know, the Woodhead thing, his time in Baltimore did not turn out the way any of us thought it could. Yeah. And like, we all go back well, to that first drive yeah. in Cincinnati, and you're like, this is the reason the Ravens went and got this guy. Right. They you're signed him on your the chops, first, man. Yeah, they signed him on the first day of free agency because they thought he could be a, a dynamic piece of this offense. And for a flash, for one drive, yeah. you saw it. I think I sent out probably about four trade offers for Danny Woodhead during that first drive in fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, somebody trade this guy to me right now. And then and then he got injured at the end of that drive, and I was like, cancel, 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 cancel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then the thing was, once he came back from the injury, I thought that he was going to be the secret sauce for the Ravens' offense and that you know he was going to take it to another level. It went to another level in the second half of the year, but not really because of Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't a huge part of it. So that was really surprising to me. Now, there were reports that Danny Woodhead could come back to Baltimore at a lower price. I would be open to that because I don't really feel like they have another a guy like him on the roster. You know, Alex Collins, Buck Allen, Kenneth Dixon, none of them are really known as pass-catching guys with, mm-hmm. with the savvy, just that nose for the chains kind of that Woodhead has. Um but it's not looking like that's probably going to happen. The Patriots are interested. You know he's going to go to the Patriots, stay healthy, 16 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Just unreal. And, uh, and some other teams apparently are interested in him. So I hope that kind of happens, but, not, but it's not looking likely. And I think that there's a good chance that the Ravens are going to draft a running back. In this year's uh, this year's draft, I think there's a decent shot at that. Yeah, I think I, third round, fourth round, it, depending on what they do in that first round. You know, both of us do think that they should get a receiver in the first or second. So wait, round. yeah, wait. Let's count this up, okay? We both think they should get a tackle. We both think they should get at least two wide receivers. We talked about getting a center. Yep. A pass catching tight end on there. Yeah. Yep. Running back. Okay, yep. I'm up to six now. Inside linebacker. And inside linebacker. That's all of them. That's all of them. Where's the D lineman? You know there's, there's going to be one. You, you trade. <laughs> Dude, there's no defensive back. Come on. 
there may this could be a year where you don't draft the defensive back. Oh no, they're they're gonna. Do it could be. It they're could be that corner. year. But I could see uh, on running back. I could see as high as a second round running back. I like it. You know me. Te- you team me up. Yeah. Now. Okay. What do you I think appreci- about having the importance of having a stud running back? I appreciate it. Glad I asked. I, I am. <laughs> I would love a stud. I think. That nothing, you talk about an offense, you need to flip the switch, right? Need to get over that hump. I think no other position in the draft can turn around offense as quick as a stud running back can. You know, you can bolster the offensive line, and that's great, and it's important, and all that stuff. Wide receiver, you have to get them, especially like we're talking about for the future. You just have to take some shots there. But I think it's a lot to expect a rookie wide receiver to come in and put up 1,000 yards. Mm -hmm. I don't care who they draft this year. I would be shocked if they put up a thousand yards, including Calvary Ridley. I think a running back, on the other hand, can easily come in and just be a monster immediately. I don't think you look that there's at Fournette, a, yeah. you look at Zeke Elliott, you look at so many different examples of these rookie running backs coming in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, it took the pressure off the quarterback, made things easier for everybody. It just turns or it just bolsters, jump starts an offense. And the Ravens, I think this year, especially given the situation at wide receiver right now, which it looks like the Ravens, you know. Even, let's say even they sign Crabtree, I don't know that you look at the wide receiver group right now and say, wow, it's a, it's it's among the best. Uh, well, I don't think that you're going to say it's among the best. I don't think that's the goal, but I think that the goal needs to be that it's better. better. But what I'm saying is maybe investing in the run game, like our boy John Eisenberg has written, yeah. isn't maybe the worst idea. I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. I do also think, though, that you know, the Ravens kind of tried that last year. Now, they didn't have the stud running back. They basically tried to do it with the offensive line, get the offensive line good, yeah. change the running scheme, brought in Greg Roman. Mm-hmm. He really added a lot in that regard. And now, if you know, so now you maybe you get your workhorse running back. Exactly. Now, I do think that Alex Collins could be that guy. I, I think that he's would not surprise me at all if he's a thousand yard rusher in 2018. I think oh, he'll be if that they guy. don't if they don't bring in another guy, I think yeah. he will be. Um, and we've all been excited to see what Kenneth Dixon can do because he's got potential. Sure. Now he's got to stay healthy. He's never done that, so I don't think you can count on that. You yeah, know, I, think, I, I don't think you can like you can really bank on Dixon carrying a large load in the offense. If he does, great, and I think he has the potential to do so. But it's one of these situations where you go into it and you're like, you know, I think. Quincy Adeboyjo could be a right. good wide receiver, it's but I'm not like, going to push the chips it, on him. It's sort of like what Kenneth Dixon gives you is almost a bonus. Yeah, like you, it was like Pitta. Yeah, it was like Pitta with the hip last year. You're like, all right, Pitta's coming back off the hip. You know, would he or no? It wasn't two years last, ago. Two years ago, yeah. right? And you're like, whatever he gives us, that's great. Right. But we we can't count on it. And he and he ends up leading the league in terms exactly. of receptions for tight ends. So maybe and because may, of injuries, maybe Kenneth Dixon is the NFL's leading rusher next year. <laughs> I. You know I like Kenneth Dixon. <laughs> you know what? I'll just just to back it up just a, real quick at the receivers position. Let's just say the Ravens were to get Crabtree, and again, by the time that this is out, maybe he do, they do. But if they were to have like a Crabtree, John Brown, I like the John Brown sign. We we really didn't like, talk about. I like John Brown. I like the John Brown sign. He's a guy that two years ago was this up and coming receiver in the NFL who everybody was excited about. He's got breakaway speed. Ran a four three four at the combine. Yep. He's a he's got good hands. Right. He, I like the incentive laden. It's a one year deal. It's a prove it deal yep. that doesn't you know, I think the Ravens do need to clean up their cap situation. It's it's not particularly good. It, yeah. You know, they've just been they're in cap purgatory right now. Yeah. And uh, so this helps them do it while putting a, a interesting 
high ceiling player on the on right. the and he's field. motivated. When when I talked to him this week after he after he signed here, I mean he basically said, I'm tired of everybody talking about what I can't do and yeah. um, everybody's always got these questions. He's got injury problems, he's too small, it's this or that. And he's eager to go out there and prove that he can be the receiver he was in two thousand fifteen when he was a thousand yard guy. All right, so anyway, back to your point. You were saying, All right, if the Ravens get caught, uh, yeah. they got smoky. They got smoky, they have Chris Moore and they just say they go out and they get a DJ Moore. A Cortland Sutton. Okay. I like the, I like Cortland Sutton in the draft. I know that's your boy. Yeah, that's my boy. Uh, a big receiver. Um, I don't hate that receiving core. I don't hate that receiving. Is it the best receiving core in the NFL? No, I don't think so. But no, I don't, I don't I hate don't, that receiving. I don't core. hate it. Yeah. And, and the other thing I think that could be. It's know, just it's just got a it's got a number of question marks. Crabtree's the proven commodity. Smokey's a question mark. Yeah. Given his injury history, a rookie's a question mark. Given his given that he's a rookie. Right. You know, Chris Moore's still a question mark. Brashad Perryman's a big question mark. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, I think the, the potential for it is good, and I like that, but there's going to be a lot of question marks. And there is still is the need for the number one wide receiver. I'm not yes. denying that. But I do think that the Ravens could be in a situation this year where rather than having a, a number one guy who goes out there and puts up 1,200 yards. They're not going to have that. And, the, and then a number two who puts up 800. What if you had three guys, you know, an 800-yard guy, an 800-yard guy, a 600-yard guy, and a 400-yard guy? I said this on our first taping of the podcast that we had the trash, and yeah. now you're stealing my excellent point. No, I think that you <laughs> you got that point from me. You just no, said, I did you, did, you just you just so I was I just pulled that it. one out of my butt last you time we were recording this. You kind of starting to say it, and you jumped in there and said it. So that, <laughs> instead, I got the chance to say it on this one. No, that's that. I agree that that is the formula this year. I think it's like you have three number two wideouts essentially uh-huh. in terms of what, what the production that they put out because at the end of the day yards are yards right i don't care what the label is whether they're a true number one or whatever that stuff doesn't matter in terms of wins and losses at right. the end of the day it's how many yards and touchdowns and catches they make right, right. so to me i think because of the situation the ravens are in because of the market at wide receiver that was so hot that it priced the ravens out that's that has that's the default. I mean, that's what it's going to have to be this year because I don't see a number one wide receiver falling in the Ravens' lap. Maybe, Crab- but I, I do think they might. One of these guys in the draft is going to be a number one receiver on a team, and why could the Ravens not get that guy? Like, oh, I don't think any of these guys in the draft or anybody's going to draft him and say you're a number one wide receiver. Well, not this year. Right, right. I think eventually they could turn but, into and, that. And that you can I'm have. Just saying, guys, I'm just talking about this year. I don't think any of these guys are going to draft and say, all right, you're a number one guy. We expect you to have right. 1,200 yards. I don't. I'm not saying that, but. One of these guys could absolutely be a stud receiver. Oh, oh, down the line for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. And and I think they could be really good this year. Yeah, really I think they could year. be really good this year. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, you know, it's one thing with Crabtree, and this is this. If we sign him, this is going to sound so prophetic. Is you know what the Ravens are really good at? They're not always the best at drafting wide receivers or picking them. Sometimes you know, Macklin wasn't exactly didn't turn out to be the best. Mm-hmm. You know what they're really good at? Recruiting wide receivers. Yeah. I would be surprised. I'm just going to say this right now. As of Friday morning, at what time is it? Yeah, 10.30. 10.30. I'd be surprised if Crabtree signs elsewhere. Uh-huh. They are so good at this whole thing, man. I'll tell you what, man. They know what they're doing when it comes to recruiting. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. John, John still has those college He was a college recruiter for, for many years. And maybe he you know, talks to his brother, gets some tips on how to... I think he doesn't need any tips from his brother. John is a charismatic guy. He he can chat you up. You know, I watch some of these videos of these guys getting tours of their facilities. Like for the first time, they go and they meet the general manager and all that. And I just watch. I'm like, oh, this whole thing feels awkward. <laughs> this whole interaction. Hey, good to have. 
John's just so natural. He's so good. Like, yeah. Plus, you walk into this building, you go down the cafeteria, you see the players only snacks. That is, if we haven't wiped them out by the That's time true. that happens. And they're just like, yeah, I could see myself being here for a little bit. It's pretty cushy. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Stop by the lounge, see how nice the lounge yeah. is. They see our new mini fridge. Well, we got they, the mini fridge in the lounge now. Maybe, maybe we need to get on the recruiting. Would that help or would that hurt? They keep us away from these oh, guys. Oh, that would definitely hurt. Would <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. Hurt. But anyway. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can reach out to us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Please send us your questions and audio questions. Yep. We haven't had any good audio questions in a little while. We know you guys have opinions, yes. specifically about wide receivers. Yeah, there's no shortage of opinions out there. We see you guys on social media. But send in some good, thoughtful emails and audio questions. You know what else we've been talking about, and we're going to have to do this soon, is getting doing another draft, Yeah, which yeah. we were discussing the cereal draft. That's a good one. The breakfast cereal draft. So we're working on putting that one together. And just to tease it a little bit, we got Eric DaCosta coming on next week. Yep. So that's going to be really, really good stuff. I'm working on Mel Kuyper. Yep. So the booking part of this, you know, our producer, which is us, <laughs> uh, is working hard to get some good guests. So make sure you keep it locked in right here to the lounge, baby. Mm-hmm.